Off the ball. Paul could have been chucked out the island squad numerous times. Jack supported him. He was incredibly sensitive to anything. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. Turn our, our attention to Gaelic football. It's a it's a jam packed weekend of, of Gaelic football action in uh, games of both the All Ireland group stages and the Talton Cup as well. Delighted to welcome the former Donegal star Eamon McGee to the show this morning. Eamon, how are things? Hi Shane, how are you? Not too bad. Thanks for hopping on. Uh, we'll get into the games in just Cheers. a second, but uh, you, you had a tweet that was kind of along similar lines of what I was saying during the week. The Rossies are getting some serious heat for the for the long periods of possession against Dublin last week. Some calls that Gaelic football is dying or already dead. Uh, what, what's your take again, on this? Again, Shane. Again, how many times yeah. have we heard that uh, Gaelic football is, is dead? I think we heard it in the introduction of the blanket defence and uh, numerous other times after it now. So, no, my, my thoughts, I actually don't mind the, the possession game. Um, it's, I just kind of find it intriguing to see how teams try and, try and work, work, work it out. Um, and I'll add in, I, I don't like keeping possession because we see it in the club games when teams wouldn't be as coached as well and, you know, they're keeping possession for possession six. Mm-hmm. I, I like when teams are keeping possession but probing at the same time. Um, you know, they're, they're coached well. There's an overall purpose, but we, we've, we've seen it in games throughout the year where it's just keep ball, keep goal, and there's no overall goal with the, with the whole thing. So... I'll have to admit I'm in the minority now. I think there's I don't know where you sit, Shane, uh, but I think a ten percent and the ninety percent want to see that fast flowing, you know, ga- Gaelic football as people would have remembered it now. So maybe we'll we'll have to talk we'll have to talk about change. I'm I'm probably along similar lines to yourself. I actually quite in a weird way enjoy the the periods of possession. I guess the argument is that the onus is on the likes of Dublin and the teams playing that. Type of team to get the ball off them. Now that's easier said than done. There are people calling for rule changes. I mean, I don't know if if that's something that that's crossed your mind. Some of it, lads. I'm sorry to be the uh, dissenting. I'm definitely in hey, the ninety percent. How are you, Evan? Some of it is desperate to look at. But what do you, how, how do you change it? I like. I, there's loads of I, all sorts of stuff has been introduced about like passing the ball back or shot clocks or whatever it might be. But some of that lateral stuff. Uh, in and around the defensive D as they try to admittedly there's an intrigue about it Eamon as you say but God yeah. for long periods of time you know particularly I find it towards the end of games let's say there's five, six, seven minutes going games at times and a team is a couple of points ahead mm. and over and back we go and it doesn't make for a great spectacle and and and, and I get that but that, that's the way it's going the, the, the rules of engagement in, in Gaelic football have, have changed so th- th- this is this is part of it if you if you think back to the Derry Monaghan game last weekend, where Monaghan went down him down a man to the last man, the black Gary Gary Mohan was it? Yeah, Gary Mohan. And Derry made the decision right. We're going to push up here. We're going to push up, and Monaghan are down fourteen men, and we're going to try and turn them over higher up the field. And even at that, Derry are physically in brilliant shape, very well coached. Monaghan still worked the ball, so. The best thing Derry could have done was sit back, and Monan would have to play that defensive, that or sorry, that possession style of football. So that's the rules of engagement. It's all catered towards, or all based towards that the team that drops back, it suits them, and the possession game 
it suits them to, to, to work it out. So and, until we change that, that that's that's just the way it's going to be. And, you know, the, the, this thing of go out and, and give it a go and, you know, die in your shield and play, play with honour and, you know, enjoy the game, it's, it's nonsense. We've seen that throughout so many sports where managers, coaches, players just want, want to win. Um, so uh, that's that's just the way it is, and you know the the rule changes. If we're going to go at it, and you know, I think I think Adrian is in is in the ninety percent there. If we're going to go at it, we we need to just strip it all back. We can't just keep on putting rules and rules and creating this big massive book where you know there's about a thousand different rules because the game's so hard to ref. Um, so I think we're going to have to strip it back and start start from scratch here. Yeah, it's it, the shot clock one is it's a great idea on paper, but I don't, I don't see. How I don't know that it's a solution. Possible. By the way, I'm just throwing it out there, and and I think Eamon is right. Like in terms of the rules that have been suggested to bring in now, this freshers testing and that stuff, that doesn't do anything to address what we're talking about. Mm. Well, what do you make on those ones, Eamon? Even the kickout is it is it the freshers competitions the next year they're going to bring this rule? The, the kickout has to go out a certain distance. No, I, I, I there's rules and and I again I like the mark the offensive mark because it's actually despite all the detractors it's taken in more kicking teams are kicking more, um, but the, the, this kickout rule where there's a kind of nostalgia where we just kick the ball out catch it and then kick it kick it on again I think we're tr- we're trying to hang on to that there and and the real pragmatic point of it is that like I I play Gaelic football in Mary Gallen and there's a constant wind and. You'd struggle. The some keepers would struggle to kick it out to as far as the as far as the forty five. So, you know, we 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 have to we have to take that in, and and we'll see it more now as more outfield players go into the goals that this they don't don't have the distance and the kicks. So long term, I I don't I don't think that's that kick out rule is going to be a rule now. So I think we have to go back to the drawing board with it. Loads of games uh, this weekend, Eamon, I don't even know where we start, but uh, t- certainly yeah. tomorrow, Saturday, we have Cork, Kerry and Parky Cueva 3, Westmeath, Galway then in Mullingar at 5 o'clock, you've Kildare against the Dubs in Kilkenny at the same time in Toronto, Armagh at Healy Park and Oma from 7, you have 4 games in the Talton Cup as well, and then on Sunday, you have Mayo Louth in Castlebar from 2, Monaghan, Clare in Clonus at 2, Roscommon playing Sligo in the, the Hyde at 3 o'clock, and Donegal against Derry in Bally Buffet from 4pm, and again, 4 games in the Talton Cup. Uh, we might as well start with your own, with your own county, Donegal, Derry, mm-hmm. uh, Bally Buffet. Certainly a fortress for Donegal in in recent years, and used uh, to be, used to well, be, used to be a fortress. Yeah. That's fair. It, it was interested to see um, comments. Or Aidan O'Rourke, I think, had avoided or, or decided not to do a, a media press conference a few weeks ago, and there was a couple of headlines about that, yeah. such as the intrigue in football around around Donegal. Uh, and I think he himself had spoken recently and about the media interest and how it maybe affected Donegal players. Is it different in Donegal? Like uh, uh, maybe the win over Clare changes things, but there's pressure on these Donegal players at the moment. I don't think it's different. I, th- I think there's there's a load of counties out there where they're they're GA mad and they love the they love their football and you know there's different pod local podcasts and and a lot of different counties there's different local newspapers and GAs their 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 main gig with it. Um, so I don't think we're different in that re- regard and we we just are you know Gaelic football mad up here. Um, and there there's always an appetite and you know any wee GA story gathers legs. So we've seen it so many times. I've seen so many WhatsApp rumors up here and up here in Donegal. So I wouldn't buy into it. I wouldn't buy in to say that we're different. And you know the players have been brought up in that. There's there's not necessarily pressure. They they just know the gig and they and they and they know they know the game at this stage. Will Will Donegal adopt some of the tactics that Monaghan 
kind of utilised against Derry Mullen seem to learn from their mistakes uh, from the previous game against against the same opposition certainly playing players like maybe Shane Carey and Ryan McInespy players with a bit more pace uh, to track back uh, but also push up in the, the Derry kick out as well there are, there are little ways in which you can get at that Derry team and, and and that's one of the one of the things I took great joy from watching watching Monaghan go at the Derry Derry kick out and I think and the way they went at it now normally teams are going zonal these days but mm. they just went man to man and and really and I thought that day was actually over you know because someone is always going to let you down in the man to man press but Monaghan just dug it out and you know really really put the put the pressure on it and, and I think it true Oren Lynch you know to to, to see it you know he kind of. Took took a wee wobble now, so I don't think Donegal will go man to mans as such on the kickouts, but but they'll learn. There's different aspects in terms of the personnel and the personnel on on the field that they'll they'll def, they'll definitely learn from. Um, Donegal, Monaghan probably had more options. Donegal won't have, they don't have the same riches and the same uh, depth and depth in their squad, so they might be a wee bit limited and hampered by that, but. You could see possible changes all right in the in the team that started against Clare. It was impressive the Donegal performance in the second half against Clare. I think they outscored them eleven three, if I'm right in saying. And and as you said, they mightn't have great scoring power, but if the likes of Kieran Thompson and and Oshin Gallen can can pop over their four or five six points a piece, all of a sudden you're in with it with, with a chance. I guess on the the opposite end of the scale from a Donegal defensive perspective, Eamon, how do you handle Shane McGuigan? I know it's a perennial question, but uh, this is this is the one. You know, Shane, Shane McGuigan. We've seen the Armagh game and and again in the Monaghan game where Shane McGuigan just decided, just you know, took a notion and says we're not losing this game, and you know that that that's that's kind of the championship mentality. And sometime in in, in the knockout stages, that that there's going to be a player or def- defender that's going to wrap up Shane McGuigan, and and that's where Derry will have to uh, find an, find another way. Um, do we do we have that player in Donegal at the minute? Um, what the way confidence is and what the way we're setting up, I, I I would just struggle now. I think there's potentially Bren McCall could pick him up, um, and and Bren McCall is, you know, probably one of our better man marking man marking defenders. But you know, it's it's a big ass to see him uh, step up to shut down Shane McGuigan for the for the for the whole of the game. The the throw in our my game is one that that immediately jumps out on uh, off the paper as, as it's one the of the big one. Yeah. It's the big one, certainly. And, and Ome is not an easy place to go. But uh, I was watching the Armagh Westmeath game last last weekend, and and like Westmeath, so unlucky not to get something out of that match because I thought it was well, only the the goal from Conor Turbot at the end really that scripted over the line. Adrian here very sad shaking his head, but yeah, I was it, just going to say that. yeah, it, but it was. They did, they said, Wait, David Brady on the previous Friday and everybody was laughing at the fact that he said Westmeath was yeah. going to beat one of these teams and I was following that going Jesus Christ he's a genius he was right though because <laughs> they did everything right Westmeath and, and, and it clearly Armagh have their frailties they, they, they definitely do they definitely do and, and, and I put Derry in that bracket and that's and that's the thing with you know kill Tyrone are going into this with hope and the same, and the same with Donegal and, and to, uh, into the into the Derry game and Tyrone are probably in a, in, a, in a better spot. They'll they'll have learned, and it's it's so hard to gauge with with the way the season set up. It's so different to what the what I'm used to in the terms of the way that we would go out a season back in the day. Now, so it's hard. Like teams are going well, they'll go up the graph and then they'll drop down and then they'll go up again. So it's it's hard to pick that. Probably Galway or the or the farm team, but outside of that, it's it's hard to get a gauge in where everybody else is at now. So. Armagh have definitely big uh, big problems coming into coming into the game, but you know they could turn around and uh, p- 
put on put on a performance again because they have so much talent in that and that and then that offensive unit. Um, one that we want to ask you before we wrap is about obviously Crow Park tomorrow evening and you talk about getting a gauge like I think that Dublin are very much in that category um, and I was interested to see Paul Beelan uh, asking big questions of Dublin in the Independent this morning um, he was saying a strong sense that the group has run out of steam a lot of basic errors and like really concerningly uh, not showing the same hunger and, and and that's the one we're, we're trying to get an answer why why Dublin aren't operating the, the way like uh, they're always going to be a drop off but the drop off has been pre- pretty big in, in some of the some of the games um, and you you wonder why because when you go through the Dublin team the start against Roscommon um, there's still a lot of talent and there's still a lot of big players from from that's the best team arguably that could ever play Gaelic football. Um, so there should be mu- still muscle memory, if if that makes sense, in terms of what they did. But they've been so wasteful, and 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 I think it's a mentality problem. And I think that if you were to put a blame on anybody, you know, it has to go on the all round. It's not just players. It's not just management. It's it's an all round thing. You know, Desi should be getting more out of them, and the players should be should be you know pushing it pushing it on more and you know not just maybe maybe ticking a box and going through going through the motions but as i say there's we'll get we'll get through and we'll get through the preliminary quarterfinals and we'll get to the quarterfinals and then maybe we'll see then with the games with the edge and we'll know more about where where teams truly are at yeah certainly concerning when you see from a dublin perspective only scoring 111 in croke park is a, is a rare enough thing um armeo are Mayo legit this year, Eamon? Like, Aidan O'Shea seems to have a, a new breed of confidence. They've defenders come in, the likes of Callan as well, that are brilliant. Um, can they actually do it? I want to say yes with, with Mayo. I want to say it, but Mayo have found a way throughout the years to uh, to let you down. <laughs> um, so until they actually go and do it, um, I'll, I'll hold fire, but there's so much positives coming out of them and the way, the way they're looking and the former Ed Noche and, and what what he's and he and he typifies where Mayo was at and um, with with his attitude and his work rate and his ability to just do his role and and you know that there's so much positives but we've been burned so many times by by Mayo in, in in the past so we'll we'll hold fire for another way. Kerry is the other one, isn't it? Really, because like it's hard to know where they're at. They obviously, of course, had a big win in the Munster final, but then that defeat to Mayo in in Killarney was was very very disappointing. Not just from a result, but performance perspective. Uh, of course, they'll have time to, to bounce back, but they might have now this extra game in the preliminary quarterfinal. Uh, less re- less rest, maybe you know, not finishing top of the group can have its ramifications. But can Kerry come good? It's hard to rule them out. Oh, it's hard to rule them out. Any team with the with with, with Clifford in it, it's you're, you're hard to rule out. And I think they've got to find they've got to find the defensive. You know, that's what won them. You know, although Clifford, right, we'll go with Clifford. But apart from that, the the the, the way they defended and their defensive structure helped them win the All Ireland. And they were very. They, I don't think they conceded. Was it one goal last year? And then in the first half against Mayo, they coughed up three or four. Mayo probably should have three or four goal chances, so they've got to get that sorted, and and they've got to get Shawnee O'Shea back, you know, playing well, and maybe taking a wee bit of pressure off Clifford and freeze him up, freeze him up a wee bit, and uh, the 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 big one for me is just getting that defensive structure right again, and that's and they just build from that and get the ball to David Clifford. Yeah. 
As simple as that. I do think that Mayo game is a footnote in history, by the way. I think at the end of it, the season is done. It'll never be, uh, it'll never be mentioned again. Anyway, we're going to have you back on where we're going to get, um, going to ask you to recommend some rule changes here. So we'll do that at some point over the next while because I think there's um, something in that. And I don't want the 90%, <laughs> the loud 90% overruling the, uh, the, the 10% good ideas. So we'll chat to you again no down worries. the track. Good man, Adrian. Thanks a million. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.